0: What's up, y'all? Welcome to Three Brothers and a Shot of Milk. We're talking superheroes, movies, TV, video games, action figures, comic books, anime, cartoons, and more. I'm Lauren St. Victor. We got Jack Walker Pearson, Richard Wilson, Christopher St. Victor. Gentlemen, yep. what's up? What's going on? How is your week? What are you reading? What Are you watching? What are you playing? What's going on?
1: So, announcement, casual gamer announcement. I finally beat Red Dead Redemption 2. Do
2: not what? spoil a
1: thing. <laughs> Congratulations! Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. Well, it took, what, four, two, three years, something like that? Right. <laughs> but
0: I beat it. Nice. It's a lot more, you think it's over and there's a lot more game left.
1: You know, without dropping any spoilers, you're playing and it goes to a phase where you're just doing, like, chores, you're just being a regular dude, paying your mortgage. I feel like I'm <laughs> in one of Jack's movies. I'm like... <laughs> Jimmy <laughs> like, Olsen
0: just
2: trying to live his life. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, congratulations, Chris, that's a feat. That's a feat, man.
2: Yep.
3: Yeah, I haven't watched much. I've actually been trying to play, too, um, time being as finite as it is. So I've been playing uh, Elden Ring. I'm dying less, but that's pretty much all I'm doing at this point. I'm still not 100% sure what I think the story
1: actually is.
3: Hmm.
1: How how is that, Jack? I've been seeing a lot of memes about that. How is it?
3: You know, if I'm being honest, I'm still, like I said, I'm still waiting for the story to kind of make sense to me, what it is. It's... um, Um, It plays just like Neo or Dark Souls is very, very similar as far as the weapon hubs, how you can shift back and forth from what weapons you're carrying or using, what items you're using or not using. It's very similar to those two games, which are by the same companies anyways. Um, The graphics are good. Uh, I'm still playing on PS4, so I know I'm not got the, the best graphics for the game that are out there. Um, but it still looks great. Uh, and answer to your question, how is it? See, I like RPGs. I like getting real immersed in the story. I like leveling up. I like, like, that's why I keep waiting for Mega Man X to be remade like i love mega man but there's something about getting the extra armor attachments and level up, you know stuff that i really like but it's about the story rpg is about the story and like i said i'm still waiting for the story to kick in the other game i'm playing and i told rich about this one is called sword hunter and it's this crappy phone app game where you run around as a Japanese schoolgirl slicing stuff up with a, you know, a six foot katana. And uh, I keep going back to that one because it requires zero commitment. I've got mm. commitment issues right now, as far as time is concerned. So that's the one that seems to be getting more of my time. Ironically. I mean, you can play it
1: anywhere though. That's probably why. Yeah.
3: yeah. But I also don't care. Second it's over, it's over. It's like, Elden Ring, I need to sit there for like three hours. If I don't mentally know I've got a three-hour chunk to die a couple times, level up a few times, try to progress the game, I'm not even going to venture into it. But the irony is I'll sit down and I'll play this bullshit game for three hours <laughs> thinking that I'll stop at any time. Right, you get
0: sucked in. jagged. <laughs> yeah. That's That's why, that's how streaming became popular. People are like, I can't commit to a two-hour movie, so I'll just watch an episode. But you wind up binging- <laughs> Two hours of just BS, just yeah, instead of just watching the movie. All right, so the, got us.
3: the moral of the story is commit to the thing you want to do, don't commit to the easy choice. I'm gonna embrace that this month. I'm gonna commit to the thing I want to do instead of committing to the easy choice because I think I can allot that time. We'll double break. back next week, see how it turned out. <laughs> <laughs> Will
0: do, Rich. What's up with you, man? Uh, nothing. He always, <laughs> he always says nothing, and it tells a million things he's doing. Yeah, I
2: haven't really watched anything. I started watching this new show, actually, today. Uh, Kotaro Lives Alone. It's an mm-hmm. anime. It's, uh, it's on Netflix. It's about a four-year-old kid who lives by himself in an apartment uh, building in Japan. I'm guessing
3: his name is Kotaro?
2: Yeah, yeah. But he's, like, very mature. Um, very Put to get well put together and I guess I'm getting not to give away too much but pretty much his mother passed away and left him money so he gets money every week like an allowance but he lives but he's like so mature like he goes to school and everything like that he got himself an apartment and it's pretty dope how he's like more mature than the adults around him is it science
0: fiction is it fantasy is it horror is it mm, like it's it's none it's, of those it's just a
2: drama just a four year old living his life yeah like, four year old <laughs> living his life like. You know, like <laughs> a very mature four-year-old. I wouldn't okay. mind
3: seeing a live action of that.
2: Actually, yeah,
1: DiCaprio, visually
2: compelling. <laughs> like, <laughs> he can cook. He's very well spoken. He's uh, shopping savvy. Like he's doing adult stuff. Wow. The adults around him are just like, "How? How is he doing this? While well, I'm, I'm just struggling by." So
1: it's like that a whole series of that montage section from Home Alone where he goes and buys mm-hmm. a toothbrush and cuts coupons and yeah <laughs> Go shopping.
2: Yeah.
3: Well, the difference um, is that adult has to go work to make money.
2: This little ingrateful brat's just getting it every week. True story. Okay. I mean, you know, there's there's some touching moments where he had this one bready friend where he was like, Oh, I'm running away. Yeah. I'll teach my parents, and he was like, "Okay, well then, um, at least you have parents." To, yeah, like you want to run away then let's go do the things you want to do. And then he goes home. He's like, "Oh, well, you come sleep over my house." He goes home. He's like, "Well, where are your parents?" At? He's like, "I don't have any parents." And dude was like, "Oh, well, he, I'm gonna go back." You would
3: think church. he'd be like, "That's exactly what I want to." No,
2: nah, because he was like, I'm "Running away." He was like, "Oh, the reason why I'm doing this is to make my parents worry, so they can realize how much they miss me, and they'll treat me better." But then he realized, wait, he doesn't have parents to do that. He's like here by himself.
0: I feel like this series is a dramatic version of something that could have came out in the '80s, like like the kid living on his own, like that, like like Real you know those, like TGIF, <laughs> <laughs> you know? like yo. It sounds I might check this
2: out because I'm like so. There's no supernatural martial arts science fiction. It's just nothing crazy out of the ordinary, no wackiness so far. Like I'm in C- episode five right now. Nothing nice. wacky at that.
3: Point. You're pretty established at that point. Yeah.
2: Like, yeah. We can't just
0: start dropping Vampire. I guess they can.
3: Well, they could. I mean, that's what's so good about Berserk. You get 10 episodes uh, in before that thing shifts, and it shifts hard.
2: Yeah, Hard um, and fast. Got a couple of pickups. Mm. Don't know when I'm going to read them, but I got Moon Knight Complete Collection. Got two of these bad boys. Ooh. Sick. Cover art on that is great. Well, this he- one is 2011. Um. um Issues one through twelve. Did you read Moon Knight before, or the or the trailers got you? Got you. The trailers it. got me. Like I known about him. I never read any of his comics, but I known about him. I heard just stuff about him, and I've always thought it was a dope character. Um, this one right here is two thousand sixteen, and uh, series uh, one through fourteen. Mm.
3: Okay. Is that shirt one you picked up this week?
2: Yeah, <laughs> the, one- <laughs> the, one the one piece. It
3: glows in the dark. Flag. Does it?
2: No, I don't think so.
3: Look at that thing. Look like it glows in the dark. That's a good Rich looking shirt. Never disappoints. Oop. Ever. I think Chris probably got a pretty good looking shirt on today, too.
2: Yeah, we'll I got the marble
1: shirt. Okay. Look at you. There you nice. go. Nice. Yeah, that's
2: pretty cool. Nice. Right. I'm seeing, I'm seeing uh, Lawrence Oop. Jack in my style. Lawrence. I did. Yeah. Oop. Yeah.
0: My sister Jack your style. Jacqueline hooked me up with this. And I said, this is one of Rich's shirts. So it's in, I'm, I'm in the right direction if I'm get dressed it? like Rich. There you, know? you go. <laughs> Jack, what you got on? What you got on. What you going on?
3: I got a nothing shirt, but I got my Pokemon hat on. So I'll rock uh, Team Mystic
0: for there the you day. Go. Okay. There you go. Nice. Uh my week was pretty eventful as a geek, man. I watched um there's a new show on Epics, but they dropped like the first three episodes on You Can Watch It Via Hulu from Rich. I think this might be up your alley. The show called From, and I don't want to give too much away, but it's pretty much like these people live in this town and they're kind of stuck there. And when night falls, these creatures come out and you have to pretty much be inside locked up. And if you're not, if you caught sundown, that's a wrap and you can't escape this town. So, so far it's pretty freaking dope. Um, I'm going to wait for the rest to drop and then I'm going to do the epics free trial and (laughs) finish the series because I'm paying for too many streamers right now. So yeah. I started watching that sister's recommendation. I watched Bill and Ted the la- oh. the latest movie. Oh. Wait, it's what'd you watch it on? HBO Max or Hulu? Oh, it's, it's it's on the streamers now. Yeah, yeah it's
2: on the streamers. Yeah. yeah,
0: um, it's good, man. It's it's if you know Bill and Ted and you've watched Bill and Ted, then you have to watch this movie, knowing you what you watched before. It's 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 part of that. Don't go in with a sophisticated like no Bill and Ted's excellent adventure, bogus journey. That's the sequel, and it's fun to watch Keanu Reeves and I forget the other actor's name, just kind of embrace those roles again. So it was, it was fun. Time travel made absolutely no sense whatsoever i don't understand how time travel works logic <laughs> no it was just illogical it made no sense but um not to give too much away but pretty much they didn't write the song that's going to say change the world so they're like we need to write this song let's go to the future and find out if we wrote the song but they had to write the song by a specific date but they would go to the future beyond that date and they still didn't write the song so i'm like technically you should have written the song by this date or the world's ended So I don't know why you didn't write the song anyways. Or or how is there a world if the world ended? Exactly. So if you go to the future beyond the date where the song needed to be written and you bump into yourselves and they didn't write the song yet, how is there even a future to go to?
3: Weren't they writing a song in the sequel?
0: The the sequel. They always write a song? They always write a song. 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 They became stars and that song was a big hit. But after that, their careers plummeted and they never actually wrote the song that was supposed to change the world. Why
3: didn't they just take Tenacious D's song?
0: It's a specific song. Oh. And, and and it plays out in the end and it's pretty cute. Um, I started watching the Kingsman.
3: Wait, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. We might cut this out, not to spoil it. But I want to know, do they write the song? Well, that's incredible. I'm so glad you told us that. <laughs> you wow. gotta watch
1: it. Mind is blown. Watch <laughs> Mind the greatest blog I've ever heard in my life. Dude.
3: As a matter of fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave right now. You go three brothers can finish this. I'm gonna go watch <laughs> that movie right now.
1: Hey,
0: man. Uh, <laughs> I read those comics Supermassive and freaking Rogue Sun. If you a radiant blackhead, yo, it's they're freaking great, man. Especially Rogue Sun is so good. Infernal Red Girl. Infernal Girl Red, who's also a character introduced in Supermassive, they got a Kickstarter going. So if you enjoy Radiant Black and you've read Supermassive, like that comic book is being produced independently and maybe Image will distribute it. So support that. Go to their Kickstarter. Uh, I got some pickups real quick. I don't want this segment to go on forever. We're selling the first one, man. I'm the Bat. I love the Batman. Woo! So I had to pick up my Catwoman Zoe Kravitz. I saw this at Target and I was like, I got to do it. I got to freaking do it. Mm-hmm. It's sick. It just comes with a whip. Uh, is not the biggest on accessories, but it's pretty dope. Also comes with a card. And then oh, I had what? to pick, no crowbar for this one. No, 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 no.
3: I guess a whip is
0: acceptable. And then um right, well. this escaped me from the beginning of McFarlane Toys. But I this and this will show up in Collector's Corner Corner in a Ooh. few episodes. But I had to pick up that Superman 1000 This dropped like two years ago. It's nowhere to be found. I go on eBay for this bad boy, but I'm like, how do I not have a traditional McFarlane? Farland, Superman, and that joint is sick.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I like that. Right. Um, so that's my pickup. That's that's been my week, Chris. I got a question for you, man.
1: What's that, Lawrence? I got a question
0: for you. What happened when Batman visited Westeros?
1: What happened when Batman visited Westeros?
0: He formed the Dark Night's Watch. Oh. oh, oh. Get it because the night yeah, watch. Yes, yeah, 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 you know yeah, they're yeah. Dark the Game of Thrones, the Night Watch. Together, nice yeah. Batman yeah. went to Westeros. So it'll be yep. the Dark Nights. <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 Jack, can you make that better? If you can make that better, you are freaking a brilliant mind. If you can make that better,
3: <laughs> there's no making some things
0: better. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and on that note, let's go down the street and a left at the light, right at the stop sign, and we are at the collector's corner. tail. you're at the collector's corner. We take something out of our toy chest, something off our bookshelf, something out of our video game case, we showcase it to the world. It could be worth millions of dollars,
3: or just sentimental. Every now and again, I get a wild hair, and I'll make a thing. So Ooh. I'm show showing off a. Uh, Uh, Kinda treasure chest box that I made that holds some of my treasures. Oh shoot! Oh, so it's three sixty (laughs) box. Mother effort.
0: A bunch of comic book, no, not even just video game characters, comic book characters, cartoons, and everything.
3: Yep. So what's fun about this, and I'll take, snap some pictures off. Every one of them are hand cut out. And what happens is I, uh, a few years back, I took a trip to Texas to pick up some of my comic books and toys and stuff where they were being housed. And I found this uh, big envelope with all these cutouts that I had made as a kid because mm. I used to make collage posters. I've got five of them and they're super intricate and stuff. So I found all these cutouts that I never end up using. So made a box and then cladded it in the cutouts. I'm not going to show you what's in the box. There's too much what's in, the, in box. the box. This what's is like,
0: like Pulp Fiction, box? baby. This is like ah, pulp you know fiction. What? what's in the box.
3: I'll show something for uh for Rich because he's rocking a shirt that I really appreciate today. Anyone know who he is? Ah. Hey. Uh, this is uh this is the Shimigami from Death Note. Death Note. Yes,
0: he's apple. got his little
3: wings here that <laughs> okay. clip on. Oh, nice. He's eating an apple and he's full of, he just kind of like floats across. Yeah. Man, Death Note, talk about a great anime. Like yeah, Death Note, so phenomenal fun. anime series. It just did not translate very well to film. There were the it, it t- needed to be
0: a series. Like it, it needs to be long form. But it's series. also the
3: tone matters so much. You know. Yeah, yeah. Jack, I like your box. Oh. Wow. Thanks, hey, 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 hey! Wow. Play your cards right. off. I'll, I'll pull a few things, few more things out of it at some point
2: in time. <laughs> Come on down and visit him, and he'll let you dig through his box. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And moving on before we leave elbows you. deep. Wow! <laughs>
1: Elbow deep. Oh man,
2: Rich, what do you have, man? All right, so I was looking at the pops while we were doing the whole uh, Batman episode, and I came across the limited edition chase. And what it is, from what I gather, is they, they you have a chance of getting one of the two or a special one, I guess special call it of a di- edition of the of a certain pop. So there's two that I saw there, and it was Selena Kyle and Oswald Cobblepot. So the original one would be him in the his overcoat right but the mm. one that you have a chance to get is without Sick. his overcoat oh oh so you got that boom boom got his umbrella hand in pockets and then selena kyle she's in her Catwoman outfit and the original is her with the mask on and the one that i got is without the mask nice No. Wait so a i i MV. saw these i saw these in the uh, in the store that i i bought the, the moon Knight, and I, I i was about to walk out they had them right at the register and I was about to walk out and i was like because <laughs> they were the only two there like they had a bunch of you know bat the Batman stuff and whatnot but these were the only two of that were there that was just them so I was like let me get those because pick those
3: up nice <laughs> pickup
2: yeah. no.
0: They might be worth yeah. some money too, brother. Yeah, I, I mean, we'll
2: see. yeah. I wasn't I wasn't too happy on the box on Selena Kyle's little bent up right there, but
1: so this a little, dope
2: though. Yeah, that's it. Nice, Chris. I got another one, but I'm gonna hold. Oh wait, wait, wait! You guys, wait, wait, I'm wait, 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 wait I'm hey, hey, I'm, hey, saving, hey. That I'm right. saving that one. I'm saving that
1: one. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I got. You guys remember Generation X? It a little spinoff of X Men. Yeah. yeah. Jubilee was in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, when they had the first. Episode. This is a for sale at my comic shop, Zuvie's Comics and Cards. Is an unused, unfolded cover from that comic. Oh, wow! So it's a foil. You know, late, late mid nineties, everything was foil and embossed and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's that kind of cover. Is there's no staple marks, no nothing. It was just a, a full cover. I don't know if it's worth money. I don't know if it's not, but it's something really cool to have. Yeah.
3: yeah, actually, sick.
1: That's sick. Yeah, man. I just saw it and I just thought it was funky and cool. And I never, I've never seen it before, but. So I got
0: this. Sick, man. Nice. Sick. Uh, Me, I went to visit my parents in Texas and I grabbed some of my old toys. So I have some stuff here. One's a pickup, and when but I want to, there's a method to this. So first up, I have my superpowers, Robin. And the legs are so, the paint does not hold up after like 30 years.
3: Looks like he's got like (laughs) (laughs) leotards under his leotard. I know.
0: (laughs) The, the leg definitely yellow, but look, man. That, if you squeeze the leg, you get that. Batman, <laughs> it works. It right, still, still works, baby. Give
2: you a reach around. What's happening? Give you a little reach. <laughs> hey, 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 hey! Yeah, hey. yeah.
0: Trying I can't. to get
2: a Jack's box. Um, <laughs>
0: wow. <laughs> so you have that. But then, in the later '80s, when the 1989 Batman movie come out, came out, toy biz took over the toy line and they dropped this Robin, which is very similar mold. They dropped this Robin. So I got both of these Robins and I love them. They got major play. I love Robin. So I was walking around the mm-hmm. toy book shop a few weeks ago and I saw this and I wasn't going to get it. He said, I give it to you half off. I said, I got to. So I picked up this right. Toy Biz 1989 Robin sealed on card. How much? Condition. Yo, 10 bucks all, all right. day long all day okay. long and twice on it was 20 and i was like i'm trying to be good he's like i will give it to you for 10 and i'm like what am i supposed to do you gotta
1: get you it got, yeah exactly you
0: uh-huh. it. i want to open this so bad <laughs> 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 but i can't i can't open this right jack he uh, paid 10 bucks for it. what's the difference
3: because let me not, ask you this there's not another one around okay listen let me ask you this though Mm-hmm. You're gonna do one of two things. Yeah, they're gonna hold on to it till you die, so your son can maybe sell it at some point. Or you're gonna sell it in your lifetime. You paid ten bucks for it. Now, the other question I have is, if you did open it, you're not gonna play with it. You're gonna put it on a shelf uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, you're, right. you're, right. you're right. You're right. You might as well open it.
1: I mean, you're not gonna play with it in the bath. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me say this
3: one. Let me say this one. i I have these cases. Cases, unopened cases of baseball cards, right? From the 90s, which apparently was the worst time in collecting trading card history to collect cards, the 90s, early 90s. And yet I have these cards, I have these cases of unopened cards. I've been doing all this research. It's more valuable to open the case and open every individual package to see if I have a single card yeah, than to have the unopened case. And so I started doing that. And I have so many cards that are way more valuable than the case unopened itself. So
0: Jack,
1: I have, remember Marvel? Wait, what?
3: Y'all are hijacking my
0: (laughs) whole... Sorry, sorry,
1: sorry. sorry, (laughs) What the heck is happening here?
0: I'll ask after You just want to make some
3: money, Chris. (laughs) I'm I'm teasing. My point is enjoy the damn thing. Now,
0: let me ask you this real quick, and then Chris, you ask your question. As a collector's item piece of art, it looks dope unopened. Like if yeah. you know, had it nailed on the wall. That's oh, it's yeah. way
3: better that way. You just, you need to get the, the price tag off that plastic. Yeah, it's killing the shot. You're right. It's embarrassing yeah. that it's still on there.
1: Actually. I know. There you go. There it is. Chris, ask your question. Make some money. I just found a bunch of Marvel Series 1 and Series 3 cards, unopened packs. I probably should open them and see if there's anything valuable in there, right?
3: Unopened packs aren't, aren't, aren't as valuable as the individual card that might be in there. Of course, mm-hmm. you open the pack, you'll know real quick whether or not you have value. Interesting. Open them, Chris. And I'm
1: glad we hijacked
3: Lawrence's segment.
0: Yo, man, if you make some money, I want 10%. Yep. Easy. Um... Great items, guys. Great items. Rich, I can't wait to see that Funko you hiding off to the side. I can't wait to see what you got there, homie. It's time for some news, baby! It's time
3: for the news. Warner Brothers,
0: DC basically pushed back, like, most Everything? of this. Just about their whole slate, yeah. man. They pushed back Aquaman 2. They pushed back The Flash. They pushed back uh, Black Adam and DC Super Pets, but they moved up Shazam. So that's going to be a holiday release. It's very interesting, man. A lot of people are theorizing why. It could be several reasons. I think with COVID and the pandemic, like, you know, visual effects houses, it's, that, that takes forever. DC films, for the most part, have been amazing when it comes to special effects. Effects. And if you talk about the flash, that probably the whole movie's done on a green screen. So they got to get that right or it's it's not going to work. Um, or it could be uh, the Batman dilemma, which is we want to kind of reorchestrate what we're doing here. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Because right now you're talking about these movies, which are similar to Marvel, were supposed to come out in a certain sequence. Yep. Now the sequence might be getting a little mixed up. I think um, the dude who directed uh, Shazam 2 was like, we were supposed to come out after The Flash. Right. So I don't know- How if, that's gonna make sense? And if it, they want to double down on the Batman and make that more of their focal point- Then they, they, they gotta put be, him in The Flash? Or just mix up the deck. I don't know.
1: It, are they or, building a, Are they building a new universe? That's the question because I don't think they are. Are they? If so they're movie, introducing
3: new
0: characters, if it grosses a billion dollars, the Batman will be either the other things because Wonder Woman 84. I don't think I don't know how well that did. I know we're excited for Aquaman 2, but I don't know if we're going crazy for it. So if we're all going crazy for Batman, eventually we're going to have a segue there or they're not going to do other superhero movies or they'll all be standalone.
3: Well, Who knows? listen, there's something to be said about people being excited for the flash because batman's in it right <laughs> he, michael keaton's in the flash i gotta watch that movie right right so
0: i don't know or they might be making the decision to go listen we're gonna focus on what we do best which is standalones so we have the flash and maybe the batgirl movie will be a direct follow-up up to the why flash push
3: all of them
0: but i could just i don't know who knows but i think it's, it's probably a visual effects thing
3: yo man there's something wild
0: about all of them getting pushed well well, peep game spider-man no way home they were literally fixed fixing the effects sony was fixing the effects while the movie was in the theaters they just like forced those guys to just work overtime and get it perfect that's a gamble when it Is comes that to a
3: sony no way home that's marvel
0: it's sony were they made the movie it's a it's a it's a joint venture but i think sony made the movie sony foot the bill i guess when it came to that part of it It made the decisions it's a shared production which is why spider-man movies have no bearing in the mcu you can watch all the mcu movies and not watch spider-man and you won't miss like a chapter because they made sure those movies are kind of open and closed mm-hmm. um so it could be that who knows I, i'm a little bummed because i i Because that one
3: was on your, of of the movies you were allowed to watch this year, that was on yours, and now you they took it off your list. Took it away from you. And now you're sitting there with only two things left on your list, only one now, and you're probably going, (laughs) man, I I really probably should have taken a video game.
0: Nope. I stand by it. Mm -hmm. Um, I just wonder, like, when does Batgirl come out? Because if that, I mean, if these things keep getting pushed, you can't have Batgirl come out before The Flash. Michael Keaton has to be introduced in The Flash, I imagine.
1: Uh, you would think so.
0: Who freaking knows, but that's a little sad. But we are getting a Penguin prequel series on HBO Max, starring and Colin Farrell. Um, I'm excited for this because it's HBO, man. They're going to do all
3: I care about is a crossover.
0: Dude, who knows who's going to pop up in this thing? Um, Better
3: be Peacemaker walking into his thing.
0: (laughs) I'll watch (laughs) this one. I'll watch. (laughs) Well, and then the other news, it looks like that Gotham PD show is going to be turned into an Arkham Asylum series. With a horror slant. It's gonna be a horror Arkham Asylum series. I'm hey if it's HBO, I'm down because HBO, they don't just they don't phone it in and they don't make crap because HBO, it's HBO. Yeah, what are we doing here? My sister saw the Batman and I told her, you know, that's Colin Farrell. She was she was her mind blown. It better win an award for that one. Oh, easily. David F. Sandberg, back to the Flash news, was like, yo, he's gonna, he was like, I'm gonna address why their costumes are different in Shazam 2. First, I was gonna say that. Oh, when the Flash messed with the multiverse, their costumes got different. But now that the Flash is coming out after us, I'm gonna say the wizard did it. It's always good to just throw a wizard in your book. <laughs> <laughs> That's from Entourage. You no,
1: know, was what, that from The Simpsons? Was it from the Simpsons? It's from the Simpsons? When when uh when uh they were at a comic book convention, uh it was he was poochy, and they're like, Anytime you see something like that, a wizard did it. <laughs> hey,
0: Smart man. Always throw a wizard in your thing. Spider-Man No Way Home bumped up its digital release, man. That joint is coming out on um, March 15th. Is Spider-Man No Way Home bumped up their digital release. It will still be released April 12th via uh, Blu-ray and disc or whatever. But digital, I mean.
3: That's in two days. By the time this
0: drops. This episode drops. Y'all can have Spider Man No Way Home at like a week before home. this drops. As of today, recording this, two minutes before we start recording, it's Umbrella Academy dropped its teaser. It drops its teaser. It has uh, our academy facing off against the Sparrows, and we got a release date. It. Uh, it is coming out June 22nd. We are getting season three of The Umbrella Academy. It's pretty cool if you're into it. I dig it, so I'm going to watch it, but it took an acquired taste. Patrick Stewart. I think there's some comments on him being in Doctor Strange 2, that it appears he will definitely be in Doctor Strange 2. We are not sure exactly what Charles Xavier is going to be in Doctor Strange 2 since the multiverse is opening up. So who knows what version of Professor X we will see, but that's pretty exciting.
3: Or versions. Or versions. And if the
0: rumors are true, if we can, like, Tom Cruise, and we're not just getting people who play these characters, but possible castings of people who get to play these characters. (laughs) it's deep. That is like y'all are going all the way in. We also got some movie trailers, guys. We got a uh, or, or, or or television trailers. We got the boys. Yep. Yeah, yo, that looks pretty sick. I mean, we don't get that much story, but seeing uh, the butcher with yeah. freaking superpowers. Yeah.
1: Yep. yeah. Oh,
3: I got a fun one about the boys. There's a uh, there's a dance sequence you maybe notice if you're watching the trailer where they're up on a platform with lights
2: like oh a light yeah, yeah. Going on. like a boy band, boy dance band, did you build that i built yeah chunks Ooh. of that, nice. chunks of that
0: yeah. dance platform yeah. so you know a little bit about what's going on last bit of news man we got that obi-wan kenobi trailer that dropped and that is looking official man
1: mm-hmm. Dude. i watched
3: this 20 minute deep dive on the trailer yeah Yeah, looks like there's going to be a lot of stuff. They're even saying Darth Maul's coming back, probably. Uh, that was dope. Because we
0: know we're getting um, Hayden um, Christensen. He's coming back as Darth mm-hmm. Vader. Yeah. Or maybe even Anakin in some, you know, vision or flashback or something. Yeah. This, I mean, out of all the Star Wars shows, this looked like a movie the most. Like, they, they spared no expense on this bad boy.
3: And one, well, they got some A-list actors. They're even saying Liam Neeson may be reprising his role. I mean, it's,
1: it's, it's, it's got legend.
0: This mm-hmm. is sick. And I'm not the biggest Star Wars head. And I only really watched Mandalorian because I heard it was amazing. And it was. And I had a hard time with Boba Fett. But this, I'm like, I'm excited for this. And
3: you had a hard time with Boba Fett? I
1: did. I had a hard time. Boba Fett was fire. You guys were bugging me.
3: Wait, what? Wait. Is that why you two were ducking out of those review <laughs> casts? <laughs> uh, Life ducked me out but man, I'm a record. was. was. <laughs> I didn't.
0: I didn't. I wasn't disappointed i had to miss that episode no i mean boba was fine but but as a non-star wars guy like i, I watched it because we're covering it but obi-wan yo i'm all the way in that joint yeah, was that's sick. great also
3: well, it's but- the it's the star wars i like best personally i like jedi stuff it's hard not to that's star War, the backbone of star wars is founded on jedi <laughs> and the force and the light and the dark
0: and since it has Vader and you see a little Luke Skywalker, I don't know how much he's looking after him in the shadows. It's still, it's the Skywalker saga as well.
3: Well, but there's a lot. You could go into the comics and go into some of the animated stuff. There were moments pre their meeting up where Obi-Wan did save Skywalker in a couple of instances. And still, you know, as he's, uh, he's been Kenobi. Right. He's his alias at this point in his life. He's in hiding. Oh, so like Ben Kenobi and the young Luke Skywalker, like had many adventures, not adventures, but like, you know, he's the he's the neighbor, essentially, that lives in the town. People. Oh, old man Kenobi, you know, yeah. we know that that whack job up there, recluse. And there were some moments in the comics where Kenobi saved young Skywalker, not knowing who he was, or, you know, Skywalker didn't know who he, Kenobi was or why there was an the interest or why he happened to be there, but he's kind of always looking out for the little guy. And there's also moments where in the trailer and the deep dive, they were talking about how it looks like, uh, Obi-Wan had got off planet and gone mm-hmm. to some other locations, which is where yeah. we may see some more interesting cameo encounters in the series. That's dope. And there's even a shot where um, you see someone with a blaster in, in his hand and the lady's silhouetted in the light a little bit. And they're saying that's probably even Kenobi in that shot. Maybe, maybe not or it's someone with a blaster who's a blaster guy. But if it's Kenobi then they're saying, you know, he's probably doubling down on the on maintaining this secret identity that he's not a Jedi. Right. I'm very excited for this. And I mean, yeah.
0: They can go in any direction because there's with not counting the comics, video games and cartoons, there is so much space between the ending of like the third episode to new hope. There's like Yeah, the thing know, that's hard about years. it
3: though is and and uh Rich and I talked about this on one of the casts. One of the things that's hard about it, though, is there's, unlike Boba Fett, Kenobi is, or Obi-Wan is bookended. We know that he survives whatever's going to happen in these series. So the level of danger, there's always a cap,
0: you know? Yeah. Yeah. Unless they make it, like, whoever he's protecting. which exactly. It can't be Luke, because same thing. We know he has to survive, but maybe there's right. another thing there. Uh, we'll see, man. But I mean, it looks good. So we'll see how 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 it does. But that's the news. That was the news. It's time to get crazy. It's time to get your boxing, box, box,
1: boxing gloves Boxing gloves. Boxing gloves. Huh? On. It's time for a debate. Let's get, get ready. Oh.
0: Give me your three best, best, not your favorite. Who you think are the three best comic book movie villains of all time and tell me why oh let me go first you always want to go first you better let come you with the heat go.
1: chris i'm playing <laughs> around with so, you. sometimes the stuff just hits me i thought about this for 30 seconds when it came to me not my favorite venom <laughs> <laughs> First of all, Venom is an venom. anti-hero. We didn't say the three favorite anti.
3: Well, he's a villain in one of the films, Spider-Man Three. Now?
1: He is a villain. Yeah, venom. we don't talk. We don't talk about Spider-Man. 3 go
3: for a gra- great. Oh. Ooh,
0: ooh! Ouch! Your Venom
1: love is not hashtag not my Venom. <laughs> oh, fair <enough>. Wow! Wow! <laughs> wow! So here, no particular <laughs> order. I'll give you my three guys, and they're all they're all the best for one reason.
0: I can't Thanos. wait to throw a flag on your play.
1: Thanos. Thanos? Hella the Riddler from The Batman.
0: Hold on. Hold what? on. Hold on. What? Hold on. What's the what? debate? So we get to Go talk ahead. trash. Go ahead. I ain't got nothing to say about Thanos. Hella? Yes. And I'll tell you what, listen, Top. listen, listen to
1: my reason. Listen to my pretty, reason. You're pretty fine. My reason is because they all achieved what they were going out to the set they all achieved what they wanted. The Riddler, spoiler alert, he won. Thanos, the first half, he won. Hella, I don't care what you say. She won. They had to destroy Thor's whole planet just to beat her. So she won. They all went out.
0: The Riddler did not win.
1: He did win.
0: His goal. His goal was. His goal was to kill Bruce Wayne. Failed. Ah. His goal was to kill the mayor. Failed. Is going hey, to hey, kill hey. a whole lot more. Spoiler alert! <laughs> spoiler alert for the Batman. Retroactive, <laughs> I guess. Who's what, that for? I, I did spoiler. say spoiler. I did say spoiler. But Riddler didn't accomplish everything.
1: He accomplished, and he, he
0: <laughs> might have accomplished it if he didn't leave clues for Batman. Well, no, that was the whole point. He played <laughs> Batman to do. He got Batman to do. He his was fitness. way into that relationship. He should have.
1: just no self awareness. You know. You know what made Riddler upset? what made really upset wasn't that he didn't achieve what he wanted to was Batman wasn't down with him. That's what made him upset. He wasn't crying in the freaking at the jail cell. Like, Oh no, I didn't achieve what I wanted to He's like, Oh no, I thought we were in this together. I thought you were my best friend. I thought I was, you were going to wear the other half of my friendship necklace. That's what he freaks <laughs> out about.
3: <laughs> yeah, Chris. Uh, Yeah. Chris is right. And for, for the record, and this is spoiler alert. We may cut this out. I don't know. we, no, we to talk about Batman. Dude, toy. No, no, no no, All no, right. no, no. And then spoiler for the record, wait, the Riddler wait. did accomplish what he wanted. And at that point, when he was finally locked up, he had intended to be locked up. But he, and did he, he had intended Batman to not get involved. His goal now, was Bat-
0: to kill the mayor. His goal was to kill way more people at that rally, and he didn't achieve it.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's because Batman balked on his part of the agreement at that point. But he still managed to blow up half the city. He still managed to get the shots off. And how the mayor survived getting a bullet shot in the stomach with a rifle at relatively
1: close
0: distance, I have no idea. I I would say that's not a fail on Riddler's part. Like, that that, that was a good shot. Well,
3: hang on. The Riddler did his job, the guy taking the shot. They, drop,
0: they dropped the you ball, know? so he, yeah. he completed 85% of his plan. That's I'll pretty good. That. That's pretty decent.
3: As a matter of fact, pretty all good. the villains Chris just mentioned did about 85% of their job. Don't yeah, drop it, that
1: it mic. This no. <laughs> <mic. laughs> is <quote on> <laughs> like,
3: what are you doing? That's that's your mic. Um, Rich,
0: what go ahead, man, say something.
2: Uh, all right, so listen. So, my top three I'll say Killmonger. I'm going to say Thanos. And three is, mm, I, I'm going to say, before I say three, I'm going to get my, my four honorable mentions. Okay? Four honorable, four honorable mentions four is on the list. These, these, these are my guys that I, I I feel like either one, they were just good, or two, they should have been expounded upon a little bit more, if I even use that word right. Uh, Loki, the growth of Loki was just great. I mean, he ended up being a hero. He, he grew into a hero. So he like- did. He can't, he can't be the,
3: the, but he was definitely a villain. Yeah, he was
2: definitely yeah, he was a villain. He, he can't he be the best long. villain if he
0: turned into a hero at the end. Like that's he failed but on he all accounts.
3: He is the villain in the first Avenger movie. Yeah. Yeah. So what, he's what, the villain.
1: What, what what's your criteria for best? Your criteria for best is character growth and Loki takes it. But he grew out of being a villain.
3: I mean, look but at uh, growth.
2: That's how good he
3: was. Look at peacemaker. He's he's a Villain on some level, yeah, that's turned still, into a hero, character growth,
0: kind of a villain, yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, I'm fine, character growth,
2: Kumbaya, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. Hey, okay. Right and, and I realized image. that all of my my villains are within the Marvel universe, so whatever. Um, Dracov, um, aka the Taskmaster, I, I looked her up and apparently they don't call oh. her the Taskmaster, she was she was like called the Black Widow, called Black yeah, widow that, yeah. 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 I'm calling her the Taskmaster because that's what she was, let's keep it up. Really, it's best, this hmm? that's best. best, best honorable I, mention. I feel like she she should have been they 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 oh, should have like uh, upon. Yeah, upon, the upon yeah 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 I got you I got you. um Ultron I love yeah. me some Ultron yeah. Yeah. yeah and Winter Soldier growth if
0: your criteria is growth you win on that one too but like they're growing out of being the best
2: villain but
3: <laughs> right. growing out of being the best villain let's hear your number three so, he, so who was, was who was your number three best uh,
2: villain uh, I'm gonna butcher this dude's name uh Zhu Wen We Jeez. From uh from the from the uh Shang song the, t- the Ten Rings
1: yeah 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 it's all yeah. Asian
2: <laughs> <We're> Asian villains <laughs> he was he's dude, one of your top three yeah he's my top, he's my top, he's, my top, he's my top three villain like, my man Why? took over his side of the world created a whole organization like come on son who are we talking about right now like, what we talking about right look
3: I oh, like him you like I'll him more than Kingsley. Yeah, I liked
2: him better than Kingsley. Kingsley was a, a was was a a, a a figurehead. He was a, just a cog piece. He wasn't doing anything. He had no power. <laughs>
0: <a cod> <laughs> Relax, Chris. Relax. I know what you heard, and
3: you need to stop. There's something really interesting about the, the of about him as a villain. That character, you know, he's as old as time on some level. He's yeah. he's one of the most powerful things in all of existence. Which is also, which is why I had a problem with him as the villain. You would think that a guy who'd spent that much time being alive, having these powers, at the end of it, I felt like he was kind of thrown away quickly. Like his death was passing the torch, essentially. So we have a hero. Yeah. But I felt like his, his story was maybe the more interesting one that wasn't just, just wasn't told.
0: Which, yeah. which is why it's for me, he wouldn't be on the list because whenever they have guys that are that old, you just expect them to act smarter. Like, where's the wisdom?
3: That's part of the problem with the Eternals movie.
0: Yeah, this, the wisdom you would just have of being alive this long, you wouldn't be making these choices. Like, there's no way these people could beat you. You would have thought every, yeah, every, you,
1: uh... you have seen, you have thought of every possible scenario. that had a, yeah. uh, Well,
3: more than thought of it, you've probably been through it. Been through fact, it. Fact. experience. Yeah. But okay, Rich.
0: <laughs> Jack, what you got, man?
3: All right, uh, Heath Ledger's Joker. Okay, Phenomenal villain. I mean, I think a hero is a hero is only as good as their villain, and so you look at from ground up. The way that character was scripted, the way the character was costumed, the weapons that he carried on him, the texture, the mystique of him in the film. And then you just put all that great storytelling mixed in with an actor who was phenomenal. His subtext was so clear. It was like there was this desperation to to ride the edge. The guy literally wanted death. Like, take me to the limit. Like, there's that moment where the Batman's charging after him on the bat cycle Hit me. that pops out of the front of the... Car. Yeah, he's going, yeah. Hit me. And me. And the look of... Subtle look of disappointment when the Batman veers at, off at the last second.
1: He scoffs. He's like... <laughs> he's yeah. like pissed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's always weird facial tics in that movie. That's
3: like... It's phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, so so from ground up, to me, for me, it's, it's hard to... Um, I mean, there's a reason he won an Oscar for that performance and it, and it went into everyone, everyone involved in helping him create that performance did their job. Okay, so Joker, can argue he, that, Heath know. Ledger's, Heath Ledger's the Joker. Um, Thanos, I would say Thanos top three. And the reason Thanos is on my list is I know what he wants and I know why he wants it. And regardless of whether I agree with him or his choices, I can identify that there's logic in his choices and he's humanized. The other reason why Thanos is kind of like cheating is he's got this whole, you know, the, uh, the other few podcasts ago or last podcast or something, I said Endgame and Inf- Infinity War were basically one movie. Well, Thanos stretches over the course of however many movies where half of the movies are just setting up his his own mythos.
1: That could be the first yeah. Avengers movie set it up. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, that's true.
3: And so we're looking at 10 years of Thanos um, development almost. So it's kind of hard for him not to be a phenomenal villain. The other person I would say was a perfect villain for the film and the way he was depicted would probably be Michael Shannon's Zod. And the reason I picked that, yeah. Well, it's, it's hard not to. He, he makes more sense in the film than the hero himself. I know what Zod wants. Again, like Thanos, I maybe don't agree with him, um, but the guy is literally just trying to you know, save his people. Right. And so I can't fault him. And that's what makes him human is I see the human making these choices that I can understand and identify with. I don't have to agree with it, but I can identify it. And Michael Shannon is just phenomenal, phenomenal actor. Like what I love so much about his Zod was like, he loved
0: being Kryptonian so much. Like he didn't even want powers because having powers means I'm not who I'm supposed to be. And I'm not on the planet. I'm supposed to be on. When you don't
3: terraform, you don't terraform the earth if you want to keep the powers.
0: Right. So he was, he was very pure in his wanting Krypton to live again. Mm -hmm. Whereas other villains were like, I want to be a God amongst these people. He's like, no, I don't want these people here. (laughs) Dude, it's hard. Yeah, Jack, strong list. No flags for me. Do you guys have flags for Jack?
1: No, no, no. That's Jack, that was, that was
0: solid. Um, my three, and there, there, there is an order for my three. And I'll say, Chris, you brought something up that was really good. You said like the criteria in which we're basing this off of. So for me, my criteria is I really love compelling villains. And Jack, you just named two very compelling villains where you know what they want. So that's kind of like what I base it off of.
3: So my honorable, technically, mention, I I named three very compelling
0: villains. Right well, for the record, for for one of them to me what is not <laughs> as compelling right. is, and that's my honorable mention, which is Heath Ledger's. The joker. And I think he's not supposed to be compelling cuz he's mysterious. You're not supposed to know why or what it is that's driving him or where he's from. And that's what's
3: scary is like why are you doing this? And you won't tell us why. But his uh, but that is in the film. Michael Michael Kane has this huge monologue that happens in two parts in the film where right. some people just want to watch the world little... burn, but like why that's it some that's enough because and he answers that in the next part of the monologue he talks about having a hole inside of a person that no matter what you do you can't fill but why Well, that that's what creates the mystique of the joker is we don't know why we can't fill in all the blanks which is why i I've would make it. the argument that that is the thing that makes him compelling though not to compelling. me compelling okay and then that's why and that's fair because well, art I mean, is always subjective yeah um my
0: top three list in this order, as far as being compelling, is like like you said, Thanos. Like, I, I know why you're doing what you're doing. My second, I mean, compelling villain is uh, Ian McKellen's Magneto. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. To, to survive yeah. the Holocaust. So much humanity. And, and when you think about his master plan, although it would have involved killing Rogue, his master plan was just to turn the rest of the Earth mutants so going to no give dis- us powers. So, but but he said, I want to make everyone mutants so there's no discrimination anymore. Like, that was his plan, to end discrimination. Not to kill off human man. beings.
2: <laughs> that wouldn't have worked.
0: It wouldn't have worked. They wouldn't like, you're a black mutant. <laughs> 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 you, know, you, you, know, found you got some horns
2: shit. coming out of your head. Nah, you're not part of yeah. that. Get out of there.
0: Fair enough. Um, so Magneto, I mean, so compelling. And my number one, and I think he is number one by far, it's Killmonger. I've never sat in a movie theater with a villain going, I probably, I might rock with him. Yeah. <laughs> like there was a moment in that movie where I was like, T'Challa, if I had to choose sides right now. And the fact that he beat T'Challa fair and square for the crown. Yeah. Like, T'Challa cheated. He came back and then pretty much staged the coup. But Killmonger beat him fair and square in that battle. He right. was the rightful Black Panther. They didn't right. like what he was doing with it, but he was the rightful king. He won fair and square in that battle. So, like, he's a villain, depending on who you are. And um, he was made to to to, to be a voice to the African American experience, that feeling of being left behind, that feeling of you have all these resources, you didn't come back to get me. That that type of left behind thing. And when I was like, I don't know.
3: Well, I gotta tell you, I mean, what, what was so nice about him. That role and the way it was depicted and everything is it was so rich that when they brought it to the animated series, mm-hmm. it was just so much more embellished, which is also what was nice about seeing Thanos going the entire opposite direction in the series. And it just in the cartoon series, I'm the what if about, series. Yeah, the what if series. Yeah, because it spoke to the nature of how human he was as a villain, that all that good was there. Just refocused in a different path. He's good. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Except for Killmonger is just bad.
0: <laughs> he's just focused. Well, it depends, man. Because he's yeah, like, he's,
3: well, yeah, you're right. He's driven to accomplish what he's trying to accomplish.
1: Bury me in the ocean with my ancestors that jumped from the ships because they knew death was better than bondage. I mean, when
0: you, you don't give a villain that last line and hope that we hate him, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? So and then and then again, like origin stories, his whole reason for being so is like his father dying. And him being just left alone to like what foster homes with just being on the streets. It's like I find out my lineage is beyond wealthy and y'all just thought I, I wasn't worthy of it. And then you leave me here like you leave every other black person here just to struggle while you guys are off here. And then you what you're a superhero. You're an Avenger. You come here to save the day, but you leave your people here to starve. Mm. Ah, Like how are we not Team Killmonger? Anyways, good debate, gentlemen. Good freaking debate. I'm going to need him to come back in Black Panther 2. I need them to figure out some stuff to happen. But, uh, yo, I think it's time for the reason why we're here. It's It's time time for the the main event. event. We're talking about the project. And not just any project, Rich.
3: Spoiler alert. The Adam Project. Spoiler alert.
0: Spoiler alert up the butt, man. If you're a Ryan Reynolds fan, and I don't know why you haven't seen this already, it's on Netflix. The Adam Project. Brief, brief, brief recap. Basically, we pick up with Ryan Reynolds in a freaking spaceship flying through space, being shot upon. We find out that he is being hunted. They want him to return the ship. Obviously, the person that knows him, Maya, is like, listen, we can work this out. Just come back. Don't be dumb. He says, I'm going to be dumb. And he creates a wormhole, black hole, flies through it, and time travels from 2050. To 2022, he made sure he came here towards the end of the pandemic. Because really, who (laughs) wants to go to 2020? No one wants to go to 2020. No one wants to go to 2020. We later on find out that he was actually aiming for 2018. So he shows up. He's wounded. He goes to the only place he knows, this house. And then we actually cut to this little boy, this cute little boy with a mouth on him. Man, this kid will crack jokes. He cracks so much jokes he gets beat up all the time. His defense mechanism is to talk trash, and he does. Mother picks him up. He's pissed. We find out that his dad died a year ago. He gives his mother a very hard time. He's lashing out with his mouth and he is just pretty much lonely and very small for his age, mind you. So basically, Ryan Reynolds, Adam, is at the house. They meet and we find out that they're the same freaking person. 1.21 gigawatts. One is 44 and the other is 12 years old. They meet. They talk. Older Adam doesn't want to tell younger Adam anything, but Younger Adam ones are finding out and blah, blah, blah. They get to the ship. The ship in the future is like coded to your DNA. It won't even let you fly or even get in the ship if it knows you're injured. They're like, humans are dumb. We got to go against human beings. So Adam's like, yo, you're my DNA and you're healthy. You can get me in the ship so we can make it repair. Repair the ship back to the future style. While the ships are being repaired, we got to walk around and kind of blend in, live life a little bit. They walk around, blend in, they bond. They don't bond. He gets his younger self's butt kicked trying to stand up the bullies. He's pretty much an awful surrogate, whatever he's supposed to be. As time goes on, he gives him crap, the younger version crap for the way he treats his mom. Older Adam meets his mom, who's younger. And I was really scared about this. I thought going to go back to the future. but I thought it was going to be romantic, but it wasn't. It's was pretty sweet. We'll get into the details later. Pretty much says your son loves you. Tell him you're struggling. That'll be great. Basically, he we find out Adam's there because he's looking for the love of his life. Who got lost in 2018? Where'd she go? Records are wiped. What's happening here? Them spaceships come where they're like, we want you, Adam. So Adam takes the younger Adam. And these Adams go. They get saved by Zoe freaking
2: Saldana.
0: They do. Beautiful love story between these two. And I have to say that Zoe Saldana is a fantastic actress because with 10 minutes of screen time, she conveyed a whole love story and a whole emotional arc with a very little amount of time. Most of these actors did. So then we find out that she's been there this whole time is four years that she's been here. The bad guys come again. She's like, you need to go stop trying travel before it existed. You're like, I don't want to leave without you. Leave without me. When you fix the future, you'll find me. Trust me. The echoes of whatever this is will be there. You'll find me. Trust me. Trust me. He goes. He takes his younger self. So they go to the past. They bump into the father who's alive, played by the wonderful Mark Ruffalo, once again in another movie explaining how time travel works. He is here. <laughs> he is here. And they tell him he doesn't want to know. We kind of learn where Adam gets his mouth from because... This dude said, Your jacket looks like what do you say? A buttoned up condom? condom. (laughs) It looks like a busted condom. So basically, they tell him what they got to do. He's against it, but they got to go anyway. They go to this reactor because basically Maya, their father's business partner, goes back in time to tell her younger self everything she needs to know to be successful. So the future that Adam lives in isn't even the main timeline. It's already altered. They go there to bolt the machine. Dad gets there too, says, you're dumb for doing this without me. I'll help you. They all work together. Help, help, help. Maya accidentally kills her younger self, wiping herself out of existence. And then in the end, three guys play catch, man. A wonderful father-son-son son
1: moment. Father-son-son. <laughs>
0: father-son-son son moment. Um, the younger one misses his dad because his dad just died. And the older one got over the bitterness of losing his dad. in that wonderful father-son-son son moment. They all go back to their respective timelines, not remembering anything, but the echo. So the younger son treats his mother well. He gives her a big old hug because his older version told him to. And he somehow remembers that he hugs her tight before they mock a mugging. And, um, and then we see older Adam bump into Zoe Saldana and they flirt and they pretty much walk off in love.
3: Technically, we see a version of Adam who we hadn't met in the film yet.
0: Well, yeah, before without time travel.
3: Right. But it wouldn't have been been the Adam from 2050. That would have been oh. the Adam from like 2040 something, maybe.
0: Right. 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 We meet, we meet where we meet where, where an him. Adam. We hadn't where met Where they would have met for the first time, which would right. be a, before 2050. Um, there is
3: one character who remain who retains all the happenings of the film. Mm. The yeah. father. Maybe. The father doesn't have a timeline to go back to. He's in his timeline. Oh, that's true. Oh, right. yeah. Yeah, but they yeah.
0: mentioned earlier in the film when um Adam was talking to his younger self, like like the timeline will align and arrange itself. So if they
3: except for the fa- the father's timeline doesn't need to be rearranged. It just is.
0: But if there's no time, but if there's no time travel, then Adam doesn't need to go back in time. And time travel, therefore, he never needs to go meet his father. In the fr- that's where the paradox comes in. Mm-hmm. If I erase the reason to go back in time that I never meet you. But if I never meet you, then you still create time travel. That's where that's where time travel doesn't make actual sense.
3: Well, then why didn't the, then the dad would have? Well, let me pose this one. And we're off topic. We're not. No, off we're top. on topic. We're, we're not, in not topic not now, but we're out of sequence, right? At the, in that end scene, they're playing, before they play catch, the little kid says, I'm feeling funny. Mm-hmm. And then Ryan, older version of says, yeah, I'm starting to feel funny too. Which to me means, the way I read that was, is the kid is starting to feel funny first because he's closer to the timeline syncing up. Whereas Ryan's coming from a further point in time. So there's more rearranging for him.
1: He, he did make a comment. He says, you know, it's going to take some time because it's 30 years of time exactly. to be, like, you know, rearranged.
3: Exactly. Which is why I felt like whatever is closer to the point of origin is going to get worked out first. Mm -hmm. So the kid gets worked out and then the adult gets worked out, which means that technically the father would be the first thing to get worked out. And since he wasn't, that means he's not, to me, it meant he's not getting reorganized because he didn't need to. He is that point of origin.
0: That's true. That makes Hmm. sense because that might be a fixed, well, if we're going TVA, that's a fixed
3: point in time now. Exactly. And he also, as far as the information flow, if you look at the content of his characters, he'd probably be the one person who could maintain the secret, which is also why he kept saying, don't tell me. Yeah. Yeah. Don't tell me, don't tell me how I die because I'm probably going to retain this knowledge being as you're in my timeline.
1: I thought for sure they were going to pull a documentary you know message where we show him survive somehow where the subaru was a car he was supposed to crash but he survives Mm -hmm. but you know they gave us no inkling that you know nothing's changed. he still meets his fate but also keep this in mind if if we
0: agreed, did did you guys like the movie i just want to know if you like oh yeah i thought oh yeah like where where do we stand
3: on it yeah yeah Yeah, you know it, it made me think of something i was maybe a little hard on Batman. I liked the Batman. Don't get me wrong, but I was maybe a little hard on it on our last cast Mm. because my expectations of that film are so high. It's the Batman. My expectations of this film were not very high. And so I just really enjoyed it. Yeah. And so I think sometimes we, uh, let me speak for myself. Sometimes I view content based on my expectation of a thing. You know, the flash movie better be freaking blow me out of the water. <clears throat> and if it doesn't, I'm going to have something to say about it. The Atom project. What's this Ryan Reynolds in a time travel movie. Uh, all right. Uh, I hope it's better than tomorrow's war, but let's find out. And it was. <laughs> um,
0: it, those it was. <laughs> But and and Jack, I think for me, when I see the Batman and stuff like that, I give myself a curve. I'm like, if I thought it was good, then it actually really is great. Like I, yeah. I know going in that it, this movie has an uphill battle, and also because we've had recent Batmans in the last three years, it's not even like time has passed. So it's like, if it's good, it's great. If it's average, it's probably good. And if it's great, it actually probably was brilliant. When it comes to these tent poles,
3: here's you know? my here's my. Here's my paradoxical problem with the film, though. If time rearranges itself, then the guy has the job. Time would have to rearrange itself right up to the point the building was exploded, right? But that also means that they'd erase his memory of needing to blow up the thing in the first place. That's why there's always a paradox. But then, so he'd go back to, doing his work because he doesn't know that he needs to not do it.
1: Unless he retains the knowledge, to knows that, look, look, if I, if I create this, this is what's going to happen.
0: Which, okay. which in all time travel movies, there's always something in there that doesn't make sense to justify the story because in reality, yes, he would have never met his older son. These events would have never happened. It would have kind of just cycled back to the way it's supposed to go.
3: Right now, but also check this one out. If... We're saying twenty eighteen is a fixed point, at least for Mark Ruffalo's character, uh, Lewis Reed. Then, then after the building was exploded and he lost his job, wouldn't everything he did in his his life's timeline at that point probably been altered at some some level? He, he was completely, still professor,
0: but completely like like his life's work.
3: How was he? How did he die? It's car wreck? Car accident. Right. Yeah. right. So I find it. Would he even been in? The Car at that point doing he the same had to thing. be in that car at
0: that specific time. Like yeah. the, the, the events would have to be perfect for him to get into that
3: act. But they'd already created a butterfly loop. And we know that because there's a scene in his timeline where he's making an omelet really poorly, and his wife's like, Whoa, what are you doing? Mangling that food. You you cook like a murderer. So he already like changed things because he was supposed to be at work that day so we already know that his timeline has been altered because his kids came back right. so was is he still in the car on that day at that time of that day and know. even on a personal
0: well, level there's no way he doesn't change the relationship with his son knowing what of he, course which will change
2: adam for the rest of his life right i mean he could still get into that car accident because again he's, he was telling them not to tell him how well, he died. He
3: has to well, we know that he does be, well i guess we we know that he does because we do know that he's dead by the the time we meet Adam in the 2040s, I'm saying, because he's wearing his father's watch. Oh,
1: that's the right. point.
0: point. Right? But well, we, so we know that
3: the father's dead.
0: And I was on the impression in 2022, like when he hugged his mom, his father was not there. 100%. And he said, past yeah. tense, this is the way your father used to do it. Yes, you're father. right. So, yep. so, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so he yeah. still does that. You're but, so the he, chances of you still being in that car at that time on that day at that second to get in that wreck would have
1: had, like, you're altered if you tripped. Like, if you if you tripped up a curb. But that's my point. We know he's not still got the... Maybe he's destined to die. So regardless, if he took him out of that exact scenario, he fell to another scenario where he still died in a car accident because that's what he was meant to happen. Mm -hmm.
3: Now we get into stuff. Here are some things that don't really work with the film, though. This film is set in 2050, which is... Let's do the math here. 28 28 years in the future, right? So 28 years from now, let's say that the planes being retrofitted where they can fly into space, no question, and like, wow like like they those planes they're flying are like really on like a star wars like the mandalorians flying something very comparable to what ryan reynolds is flying in this thing which is genetically dna matched where only he can be in the thing and maybe that's because it's the time travel thing can only send something specific through it i don't know i'm actually really confused on how that works or why that works that way but then you also look at their weapons Well, what the f kind of blaster weapon thing did he he have that isolated only what he wanted to be blasted? I don't so know. confused. Reasons,
1: yeah. reasons. reasons. Reasons why they don't have just a regular gun. He has a lightsaber. And
3: they're wait, but they're also shooting, they're not really shooting bullets. I they are they they're not.
1: They like are no they are shooting magnetic
0: bullets. armor piercing rounds.
1: It has a magnetic core that was that he knew was going to get sucked into the machine and, and kill the other chick.
3: Uh-huh. And in the future, 20 years in the future from now, let's say 30, just to round it off, 30 years in the future from now, what are they, are they downloading all these people with like matrix level skills? And Zoe Sardano comes in, freaking the rocking. trained soldiers. OMG, dude, she's a superhero. Jeez,
0: she oh. is. I think, in my, I, I looked at it and of course it's been my disbelief, like Apple, like once, like Tablets and Apple came out the way it did. Like, it changed technology. Like, whatever they made in 2018 changed the course of just tech. So, bio, whatever, bonding to machines and all that stuff was probably just in the making. Yes.
1: I'm not mad about the guns being regular, you know, regular projectile guns because the 1911 was a gun made in 1911 that you buy now relatively unchanged. You know, that's over 100 years old. But it's such a good, simple design. So... I... Guns haven't really jumped ahead, so I'm okay with them shooting just regular guns. Can I tell
0: you what I'm mad at? What? That the, the, the Batman's armor was more effective than them guys in them suits. <laughs> what was the point of te- them suits? They were tearing through them like paper. Like Wait, he was
3: punching the... But uh, hey, All right, this is always <laughs> a thing that makes no sense to me. When the hero who's a human punches a person who's essentially in a motorcycle helmet of some kind, and the person in the helmet's like, oh, I'm out of it. But the, but the dude who's doing the punching's not hurting.
0: Yeah. Come on. Reason. Yeah. Reason. For, for me, like this movie, I actually really loved it. And it had nothing to do with the action adventure part. It was yeah. all those moments of just him and his younger self, him and his right? mom, like all like I I didn't expect for this movie to hit me in the feels. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it did
3: like, like just, and then the, the younger actor they found. Oh, it's phenomenal. Right. I was wondering if, if maybe some of what was going on was Reynolds had coached the kid in those moments because the kid's rhythm was Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Rhythm. Had to, cause Reynolds
0: improv. So some of those quips just come out. So, but the kid had to have the instinct and, and, the, and the timing to not it's, feel like a Ryan Reynolds imitation, but feel like you are a younger version. Yeah. He He's told so the line
1: different. perfect between being witty and slightly obnoxious without being annoying. Well, yes. because oh.
0: Ryan Reynolds is annoying, so, right? Like he sets the bar of how annoying you can get, <laughs> right, with, right? Without
1: being annoying to the to the viewer, like you know, there's yes. some, like we talked about Texas Chainsaw so Massacre. We just despised. I mean, to be person, I despise the main character because they were so obnoxious. Yeah, they were so just unlikable. So this kid just told the line between witty smart, obnoxious, but you still like fell in love with the kid, like this kid, like I want to mm. hang out with this
0: kid. There were moments in this film that almost brought me to tears. One moment was like when he told the kid, you're being a jerk to your mom and you're going to regret that. I regret that to this very day. Mm. And it's like that hindsight of like being able to go back in time and, and yeah. see yourself making those mistakes. But then the kid said something to him. This this blew me away. I had to tell Shay about it when they had at the picnic table after they met yeah. his father. Yeah. 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 is like, well, maybe there's just some things you don't remember, right? Because mm. he showed up every night when he was tired to play baseball no he got that baseball thing to throw against the wall with because he didn't want to play with us He's nope, like, no you, mean, you don't remember that every day every day and it was like we do that as we get older we we form we have an experience and we form a whole narrative around it and our younger yeah. selves would be like no it didn't happen that way you're just you're yeah. you're angry and sad because he left and you and you weaponized it against yourself those moments i was like wow this
1: thing gave us a level of emotion that really had no business giving us in a sci-fi movie you know really? it could have been like Vapid and thin like Tomorrow War, but it just it delivered when it really didn't need to deliver. And some of these emotional things. Oh I'm just God. so happy it did. The movie was just so good. Like, you know, we've sat through these Netflix movies and movies that never made it, that, that, that didn't make the theaters because they weren't good enough for making the theater. So, automatically, like Jack was saying, our bar, you know, our expectations are low. But we walk into movies, this movie's a banger. And like, if I would have paid money to see this movie in theater, I wouldn't have been mad at that.
0: Dude, this no. brought me back to the 90s when you had like legit family movies. Not for kids, not for adults. Like everybody can kind of go in and have like yeah. a oh, yeah. good time. Back to the future. Like everybody can have a good time watching this movie. And the scene, strength of this film was the heartbeat of the film. The heart. When when he when he bumps into his mom at the bar, oh my god. He was just yeah. like, No, he's it's one, one of the one. best scenes. Oh my gosh. And those and, and the parents both had moments where they recognized who Adam was. The mother didn't actually draw the connection, but it was an emotional one. And the yeah. dad had just looked at him. He was like, "You're my son, Adam." Yeah, yeah, uh, he right it was away. crazy.
2: Yeah, right off and the bat. And Mark Ruffalo's
0: like, so brilliant because anyone else would have been like, "Flag on the play." Yeah, the way he did it was like,
2: yeah, because he recognized his son when he was older, and then you know his dad well, his younger son, like you know, the younger Adam, was like, "Hey," and then he kind of you know the, he you him twelve then the changes yeah. direction where you
3: I was actually really s- happily surprised with the way that moment played out. and But I also thought, man, no one's got a problem understanding time travel. That'd be a- crazy. You know, the kid put it together so quick and the dad put it together twice as it's, quick. It's one of those things
0: where it's okay because they make a comment on it. Like older Adam's like, you took this time travel thing really well. <laughs> like like they, they said it out exactly. loud. Exactly.
3: But you know what? The dad's also working on a device that is time travel. So the and fact that it would step into his life, you know, if anyone was going to take it, well, he'd, I guess, be the person. And a 12-year-old whose
0: mind is open enough right? I hope, yeah. hope this happened to them. Like, we hope stuff like this
3: happened to us when we were kids. Let's talk about how good this cast was, too. Yeah. You, you, but I'll tell you what this reminded me of. It actually reminded me of, when you really look at it, it's got a cast of about six people in it, you know? It's actually a really tight cast, um, um, and everyone's got these, even the people with small, smaller, I'll put that in quotes, smaller roles don't feel like they have lesser roles. Jennifer nope. Garner's killing it as the mom. Zoe Saldana killing it as this action girlfriend, wife, wife, uh, wife, right. right wife, wife right. who's just making all the hard choices. Like literally she went back in time, waited four years been alone for four years and then when she finally has what she wants her connection with her husband again she gives it up to make the right call for the planet
0: and i feel like you can only have dope actors in these smaller roles because they don't have time to win us over they don't Uh, have time they they come in and zoe Saldana's instant like the tears are there my husband and you buy it it's like in two seconds she's
3: there the um uh the main villains kind of main henchman guy you know what I'm talking about? Oh, what's his name? Uh, Alex. Yeah. What? Well, yeah. His name is Christos in the movie, or something like that.
0: Yeah, right. something like that.
3: This guy is a is a a kind of dope actor, martial artist. Who, if you want to see more of his stuff, check out this uh, series, television series called Dark Matter. Mm, mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty good. It's it's kind of like a I don't want to say steampunky, but it kind of reminded me of Firefly a little bit. It's futuristic, spaceships. Um, it was pretty fun, pretty fun uh, television series. It only had like two or three seasons. It's on Netflix if you wanted. Here's an example of when I think a villain doesn't work, though. The main villain.
0: She was real cartoony. The, char- the, the actress is dope, but the character. The actress it, was very, dope, but it was one level. It was one dimension, which is yeah. interesting because I felt like it was one dimension and I was like fine with it until I met her younger self and yeah. saw the arc that had to happen. And I'm like, oh, now mm-hmm. I need I need more from this character because you yes. were you were good. And how did how did you become this? And I, I was yeah. like, give me less mustache twirling and and more, I don't know, desperation, more like, why? did, yeah. you, How did you
3: become this person? You, you gotta and I wasn't seconds. Yeah, I wasn't sure whether I thought. I mean, the script lent itself to that, but the script was hitting home runs with the heartbeat of these other characters. It felt odd to me that it was such a deficit where it mattered in humanizing a villain, so I understood her.
0: Well, the action-adventure part was the part that was more... Yeah.
3: Generic, too strong of a word, but you know... No, but it's kind of the accurate word. It was generically adventurous. Could have been any other film. The heartbeat of the film was very specific, though.
0: Exactly. Um, And yeah, I think that... That role needed heartbeat because you show me where she came from. She wasn't this conniving person on the low when she was young. Right, she
1: was good. She was she good was, when she when she started, and then you know, years you know, she got worn down, and whatever choice she made caused her to become this you know mustachioed supervillain.
0: Which to me, but, I, f- I feel like if if there was a longer movie in here, you go back in time and you stop. That's the encounter you stop. Her going to the past to, to tell her younger self what to invest in is the breach in time. Right. Not destroying the time machine. Like, you have to change that breach. That's what altered the timeline. If there was a longer movie, we could have gone back to that point, and we would have got to know the villain more. But these movies, I mean, you that that's a three-hour movie right there.
3: I really, I like the, uh, there was a quote at the top of the movie. Do you guys remember what it was? Talk about time. mm No. <sighs> I don't remember it. I remember really liking it though. I'd paraphrase it, but it basically said something along the lines of, it's not a question of if time travel exists, it's just when, which also means it just does exist. It does. The second time travel exists anywhere, it exists everywhere. Yeah. So then time travel exists right now. Dude. I mean, it's
0: crazy because, you know, we have these big adventure movies, but in every good time travel movie, there has to be a heartbeat because we're doing the thing that we always wish we can do. Either tell ourselves, you know, the question, what would you tell your younger self? And yeah. it's like, well, yeah. what, what would your younger self tell you? Yeah. And that's what this movie hit. It's like, what if your younger self looked at you and was like,
3: well, what's happening? It's because of the, the movie at the heartbeat of the movie is dealing with something universal it's dealing with loss and dealing with grief. And trying to identify with how we deal with those things. Mm. And that's where the script was strong. Dude. And that's why I that's why I think we all walked away really liking the film. And I think if you removed that element from the film, we'd be having a very different conversation. Like, it's like, eh, tomorrow war. It's, yeah, yeah it's, we've seen we've seen the action, we've seen the thumb, we've seen the cheesy dialogue. All right, it's fun. Yeah, it was fine. It's
0: yeah. fine. Uh, whatever, it's fine. I also think um Ryan Reynolds is a godsend, and and you know he's one of those actors somebody can easily. But he plays the same thing. It's like no, he's operating on another level. He's able to disarm you with charm, feed in heart, give you action that you buy, and then drop in a drama in two seconds. Like he is, he's really good at that. And this movie showed you like his range. Of yeah. where 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 it fits, because you know some movies just want the banter guy, and then some movies just want the hunk, and some movies. But this one's like, no, we're going to give you the full spectrum of the Ryan Reynolds, and I know Rich was very happy, and if it just up, Elba had a cameo on his have with a creamed
3: all over the
2: place, wow, put
0: some respect on his name, real top.
3: Not you know, and you're right, it, and, and I noticed that in um free guy, free guy too. Ryan Reynolds is is stepping into that part of his career and artistry where he's dropped in even in these movies that don't need it, it actually he reminds me of um a quote harold clurman said this harold clurman said that you need to trick an audience into being open La- i'm paraphrasing again laughing you get them so they're laughing and their mouths are wide open and that is the moment you pour the truth down their throat like castor <laughs> oil and ryan reynolds has this ability like you said, to disarm an audience. So we're open and vulnerable. And then he throws a little bit of truth in there.
0: And I think Sean Levy, he directed free guy as well as this. And it's like, Ryan's finally getting the chance to run Mm -hmm. the full race. Mm -hmm. You know, he has a director who's like, no, we want, we, we need all of it. We need the only way your banter is going to work here is if it's attached to so much humanity and then yep. it's going to work in a way that the other directors didn't even know what to do. They just why you to be funny. And here it's yeah. like, no, we need you to be human yeah. in heart. heart heart, and he has it man and then like you said you surround him with freaking jennifer gart like this is how dope these actors are man the second she walked on screen into that principal's office like i knew who she was i knew that she's probably not at work and she's pissed off she don't care whose fault it is rich (laughs) i got it and then mark ruffalo same thing the second he saw his sons i'm like there's such a sadness here before they even talk. Oh, my. But the only one I didn't get that feeling with was the villain. Yeah. Yeah. When I saw her younger self, I did.
2: Mm. That's the the
3: irony of it. I did, too. Earnest
0: and and, and ambitious and we're doing the right thing. And what are you talking about? We already made a deal with you. Why are you back? Mm. Like, like almost like it broke her heart to make the choice she made. Yeah. And she definitely did. It definitely did. Because she was
1: good at that point in time.
0: Right. But she also hoped that the choice she made made the world better. And by seeing another version of herself come back in time and to see the kind of woman, even when she couldn't pull the trigger, on Mark yeah. Ruffalo, then the older self took the gun. In my mind, I thought her younger self was going to jump in front of the bullet. That's you know, what, I what I thought was going to happen,
3: too. Uh, I oh, wanted yeah. that to
0: happen. Like, but the,
3: and, and the irony of her even giving the gun away after the older version of herself, right before she took the gun, said, I already killed his wife twice. Mm, yeah. So, mm. and you're like, whoa. So hey, I'm like, how, how did you get here? <laughs> like, what happened to you on this journey?
1: Yeah, You became super villain. I mean, you yeah, got
3: 28 we, years of bad choices
1: and greed that corrupts you, right?
3: But, the, but, but the but that wasn't true for the other version of her. So, the we other to, version of her only went and made some bad choices three months earlier, two to three months earlier.
0: Right. Yeah. So, I'm so, like, I'm glad we had the debate we had because she almost needed to be on some Thanos level, like as a villain. There's still a part of you that is trying to do the right thing, and we can track that back to your younger self when you were good. Like that right. goodness is still there. You're just going about it wrong. But the villain she was by the end was like, straight, you don't care who you that. kill. Like, you have no remorse. Like, Adam is like a
3: nephew to you. He's like a godson. I was confused. Listen, I also got to say this. that The last scene, no, I'm sorry, not the last scene. That scene of the movie where they go to destroy the, the plant, the, the building. The, the reactor, yeah. The, yeah, was probably the worst scene in the film for me. Um, although it had that great yeah but even that was funny like there's the action sequence with the music was timed out so well to it mm-hmm, yeah. and yet it didn't actually ever hit its in sync climax with the music there was something weird about that for me although i really really liked the setup for it but then they had all this dialogue where the dialogue dialogue had no room to exist I like I they're talking it. about they're talking they're just having the mundane conversation while the thing's blowing up Human nature, you get the F out of the room. Yes. Until they until they do the, they, to me, they pulled the Marvel thing where they had some cheap-ass funny line. Well, time to run away. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, come on, guys. It was, awesome. was all going so well. What are you doing now? And then they had this crappy dialogue with the main villain who's sitting there with a the gun going, let's monologue now. And you're like, come on, guys. As, you as going you're so about well. to die right now. Yeah, everything's like. blowing up. You're like, come on, this never happens. And the only reason why that was glaring to me was the movie was going so well up until that scene. And it
0: felt like she should have been desperate because if Adams and their father decided, we'll just die here, time travel will be erased and we'll all be reset anyway. Like the only one who has to lose here is the villain if she don't get the hard drive. Right. Right. It's like, we'll die here. I tell you what's
3: funny about that. Well, hang on. No, no, no. The father might not reset, but the Adams would. No, they wouldn't, because what happened to all the other villains when they died out of their timeline, they were just obliterated. Right, but if they die as time travel gets destroyed. Okay, that's like, interesting. Like, like Zoe, it, Zoe
0: Saldana, right? She, she, she came back because time travel never existed, so she never died. Fair. So the so villain actually, has a lot that, to lose.
3: Actually, that might have been a better way of ending the film, with the exception you'd have lost the catch scene, which I thought was a pretty great scene.
0: Which is like give me the catch scene i wa- I don't care what madness I watch to get to the catch scene father son,
3: mm-hmm. son playing catch, yeah, well they could have played catch as the reactor blew up they could toss the gun back and
1: forth Da <laughs> <That's- Jack, laughs> in
0: family movies you don't kill twelve year old children <laughs> well all right <laughs> I guess I loved it
1: I thought it was great. I like the fact that these guys jumped right to right to the conclusion that this these are my sons you know they, they didn't explain it they got to the point we mm. got to kind of experience what it would be like to, you know, you put yourself in that position though oh, this is me interacting with my younger self. What would I say? What would I do? And it, I like that it went both ways that he kind of let him into how his life would be. And he kind of forgot some of these great qualities that made him who he was. Yeah. So that that part really stuck, stuck out for me. And, you know, I was just pleasantly surprised across the board with the movie. I just, I just thought the movie was great. And, uh... Yeah, it was a one of the time travel movies that actually really delivered, which was I was happy with. It. I recommend it a hundred percent.
2: They don't always deliver, man. No, they don't. And yeah, same like you guys pretty much said it all. Um, my thing was I was sitting there looking at, especially this scene with on on the uh, on the bench in the gazebo. I was like, bro, I was looking at my own life. Like maybe I'm looking at things a little wrong. Like, right, this, life got me a little bit hard out here. That I'm looking at it in the negative, and it was actually in the positive. Like it was just a great way to what way he brought it down. Like how his older self brought it broke broke it down to his younger self. Like, hey, you're being a dick to your mom, and it is gonna hurt you, right? And then how he broke it down. How the younger self broke it down to the older self. Like, hey, you saw it this way, but yo, like it was actually. I, I thought it was great. You know, I thought we were having a great time. Like he was doing uh-huh. the best he could. I was like, bro, that's that's what it is. It hits right because you watching yeah. this movie and you're not prepared to get hit like that for it's real. Like By your own man. life, like yo, because it's a, like situations in my, in my life. Like, example, my dad worked a lot. Right, he worked a lot for a reason. And and most people would be like, well, he was out the house all the time. Blah 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, but at the same time, when he was there, like for example, he would take us out to movies or to the arcade. You know, he was there for us. Like when he was there, he was there. For mm-hmm. us. You know, like even when he would go to movies, he'll fall asleep in a movie. But I always enjoyed that because I'm out with my dad. Cause with the, that, just that whole dynamic with them, like kind of opening them truths up to each other and showing like how it really was or how they could. They, they're looking at it possibly in a negative light, how life may have like, torn you down. To make you think that it's negative like yeah like i was not expecting because i was watching this whole movie. not even gonna lie i was on my phone like for like majority of this movie but when, it, when it hit me with the, the those few scenes i was like oh what the what hell oh, <laughs> <laughs> right now dude like the part
0: that hit me i don't even say the most but was significant was when ryan reynolds said to his younger self like you're the part of me that i tried to get away from mm. but you're the best part because i think we can all Think about a time in our lives where like, man, I was an idiot or I was a nerd. I wish I was tough or I wish I was this. Yeah. And it, you somewhat, you can easily despise that part of you. And if you go back in time and you see that young kid here, I'm like, that's why he was such a jerk to his younger self. It's like, this dude reminds you of when you were the weakest or when you thought you were. And to be able to like see that, I thought it was so an interesting take because usually it's, I can't wait to grow up like you or something like that. But it's like, oh yeah. no, man, I need I need to get back to who I was when I was twelve. Like I've I've never seen that before in a movie. But um, I, if you guys can't tell, listening to this, we 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 were probably surprised and thoroughly enjoyed this movie, man. This is a movie you watch with your kids, with 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 your family, with anyone. Um, it's it's a, it's a wonderful watch. Yeah, that's all I got to say. That's nice. it. Yeah. Chris, so we got some records. Oh, what you no, got to say?
2: Listen, I'm get sorry. Your family, sit down on the couch, get some popcorn. You no, know, some soda or whatever, or water. If you're being healthy, and have a great
1: time watching this movie. I'll be
2: honest; it was a good time. I, I love unexpectedly good time. Wonderful, Rich
1: Chris. Do we have any recommendations? We do. We do. So I would, I would give you guys some good time travel movies that are not Back to the Future. Oh, Good number luck. Number one: <laughs> Palm Springs with Adam Sandler.
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> I
1: love it. Comedy. It's funny. It was good. Lawrence didn't <laughs> like it,
0: but I loved it. I Number, would say, wait, wait. I would say that movie is more of a time loop movie stuck in Groundhog Day Groundhog than time travel, but fine. I'll,
3: okay.
1: Number two, here's another time loop movie, Edge of Tomorrow. Very much like a video game. These
3: are all time loop movies.
1: Okay. Time loop stuck in a loop. All right. <laughs> Number three, Terminator 2. Dope. Number four, he only time travels once. He's still time travels, man. You right. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, X Men: Days of Future Past.
3: Very cool. Yes. Okay. Okay.
1: Five, Interstellar.
3: Interstellar. Interstellar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, technically, it's God. it deals with time.
0: How is yeah. Avengers: Endgame not on your
1: list? I don't
2: know. I
3: like <laughs>
1: what? I don't know. Those comic book movies. I don't know. <laughs> Not like, I'm on a podcast about comic movies. So. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Good list.
3: And, or, or like, uh, Star Trek.
1: Oh, that's true. I fell asleep during it, though. So, I mean,
3: how many times do they time travel in Star Trek? All the time. Even the new television series. Are, don't ask me future. why. Yeah, but this time they're coming to 2021, too. I love how they always time travel to the new Star Trek series. I think Picard and them they are coming to 2022. Yeah. It's, they're purposely not going to 2020 on purpose <laughs> why why come to 2020 why come to 2022
0: it's easier I mean, to shoot because it's easier to shoot we can just go on the regular cars
3: listen <laughs> think about I, I, that's exactly right it's, got, it's all about budget think about 20 think about star trek coming to anywhere near a pandemic they got you know they got whatever shots pandemics You're aren't a right. thing
0: you talking right you talking right. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast as much as we did. We love it, man. You can follow us on Three Brothers in a Shot of Milk on Instagram. We're also on YouTube. We got some really dope clips on YouTube. Check it out. Leave a review. Tell us you love this. Tell your friends. Download, subscribe. You know the deal. We'll be back. Same back time, same back channel. Peace. Peace.